This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to WSOY on NowDecatur.com. This stream is presented by Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Our investment in Decatur is an investment in everyone who calls Decatur home. In Washington, D.C., for real estate property taxes ahead of only New Jersey. The study shows the average American household spends over $2,800 a year in property taxes. In Illinois, that number is almost double, over $5,000. Illinois is one of only three states with a property tax rate of of over 2%. The Mount Zion Chamber of Commerce is hosting their Chamber Expo and Taste on March 16th. The free family-friendly event will be at the Mount Zion Convention Center from 9 to 2. Tickets for the Taste will be available at the door for $7 for five tickets. A magic show, MTZ drumline, a fashion show, and a jiu-jitsu demonstration are just some of the things going on that day. Find out more at our website, nowdecatur.com. The Supreme Court let former President Trump off the hook. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. It'll take up his case attempting to get the federal 2020 election-related criminal case thrown out. Arguments are set for April 22nd. With the justices limiting the question to this, whether and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office? Fox's Shannon Bremer ruling may not come until June. That trial was initially set to start next Monday. A judge's ruling in Illinois makes it the third state to remove the Trump name from the primary ballot, claiming he's constitutionally disqualified for leading an insurrection, the Capitol riot. Now, he can appeal that like he did in Maine, and the Supreme Court's already considering the former president's appeal to a similar ruling in Colorado. Today, dueling Trump-Biden border visits in Texas amid record illegal immigration. The president will be in Brownsville. The former president will go to Eagle Pass, where more migrants have crossed. The White House calls the Trump visit a political stunt. Fox's Jackie Heinrich, Press Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on that. This administration has often criticized Republicans when they go to the border and hold similar press conferences as saying that they're doing publicity stunts and photo ops. So how is this any different? Oh. It's very different. What House Republicans have done is nothing. Absolutely nothing. If anything, uh, they consistently get in the way. There's a lot of wildfire ruin in the Texas Panhandle region. More than a million acres have burned. One woman is dead. Russia's leader is speaking out on his war in Ukraine with a NATO warning. In a week where France floated the idea of Western troops helping Ukraine's defense, Russian President Vladimir Putin warned, don't they understand the danger of nuclear conflict? He also claimed the United States is trying to inflict strategic defeat on Russia. That's Fox's Jonathan Savage. America's listening to Fox News. You know, our friends at Henry Repeating Arms, they manufacture a line of very high-quality rifles, shotguns, and revolvers that you can be very proud to own. Now, they're made in America with parts and materials also from America. Now, they use old-world craftsmanship combined with cutting-edge technology to deliver reliable and accuracy that you can trust in any situation. Now, they're easy to use and maintain. It makes them an excellent choice for both a novice and experienced shooter. Henry has over 200 models, so you can find the firearm that's right for you. There's also new releases all throughout the year. And every purchase is backed by their lifetime warranty and the company's owner. Anthony Imperato also gives his personal guarantee for 100% satisfaction. Now, make sure you go to their website, henryusa.com. Order their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers where you are. You're going to love this company and these firearms like I do. There appears to be a plan to stave off a partial government shutdown this weekend. The House may vote today on short-term funding that would push Friday's deadline back to next Friday and a second deadline back to later in March, giving lawmakers more time to work out the 12 budget bills that would fund the government the rest of the fiscal year. President Biden's son, Hunter, spent hours answering questions at the Capitol in private. Republicans on the House Judiciary and Oversight Committees have accused President Biden and his son, Hunter, 
of influence peddling to enrich themselves. But Hunter Biden testified he never involved his father in his business. Democratic Congressman Jared Moskowitz heard that testimony and told Fox. Joe Biden had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings, and there's no evidence linking it to Joe Biden. But Republican Congressman Byron Donalds told Fox the younger Biden left out details. There were times where he would say, I don't recall, I can't remember, I'm not sure about this. GOP committee members said there were enough discrepancies in the testimony to warrant a public hearing. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. Now some sad news about a man who made people laugh for decades. Richard Lewis, who played a version of himself on Curb Your Enthusiasm, has died. Known as the Prince of Pain, the acclaimed comedian was also known for exploring his neuroses in streams of consciousness. First of all, I'm getting, I have that irregular heart thing and this is not a good thing. Lewis, who revealed he had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2023, died at his home in Los Angeles Tuesday night after suffering a heart attack. A regular performer in the comedy clubs, Lewis also played Marty Gold in Anything But Love, opposite Jamie Lee Curtis, as well as the neurotic Prince John and Mel Brooks' Robin Hood Men in Tights, Michelle Polino, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures have been falling before another inflation gauge, a consumer price update. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. You're busy. We get it. You need to be able to bank from anywhere, anytime. And you can with LLCU Digital Banking. It's like having an LLCU teller, loan officer, or financial counselor at your fingertips. Make mobile deposits, check balances, pay bills, pay friends, check your credit score, apply for a loan, even make a budget, all from your desktop or mobile device. We know you're busy, so take us with you. Visit LLCU.org for details. Land of Lincoln Credit Union. Bank on learning more. Equal housing lender, federally insured by the NCUA. Good morning. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Sunny with a high of 48. Tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 31. For Friday, slight chance of rain and snow, mostly cloudy, high of 46. Saturday, sunny with a high near 62. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 22 degrees. Your WSOY time is 6.06. morning and welcome to the Thursday edition of Buyers and Company. We've got City Hall insider Paul Osborne stopping by. We'll check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports, plus our second visit with Millican University. Not the entire college. A couple of entrepreneurs next. Buyers and Company, WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Starting to see sunlight already. That's good news. Yeah, it was dark two five minutes ago. No, I'm looking, yeah. you know, out to the east and starting to see a little bit of orange rise above 
uh, premiant, uh, and it makes me very, very, very happy. Uh, good morning. Hope you had a great uh, evening and uh, got through yesterday's crazy weather with all the wind and the cold temperatures, and here we are ready to rock and roll on a Thursday, uh, heading to uh, Stephen Decatur for principal for a day today. Excited about that, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, tomorrow when we uh, have experienced the whole thing. I know there are people going to schools all over the city today, uh, and we'll be acting as principal for a day alongside the people who do that work uh, 24-7. I'm sure a principal's job is never over. No, and it's all things great and small because the buck stops with you. Right. I mean, every factor, discipline, the responsibility of the grades, the, I mean, even just making sure that the cleaning person is hired. All and of I mean, it. It's all yours. Parking lots plowed, uh, everything. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll find out uh, today. This is our second year of doing this. I was at Eisenhower High School last year along with Natalie Beck and, and others. Uh, and today we'll be at Stephen Decatur. So looking forward to that. Uh, I was sad to hear about Richard Lewis passing away yesterday. Uh, if you agree grew up at a certain time, uh, and the late-night talk shows were the king, right? Even Carson, then Leno, and then Letterman. And the comedic guest on those shows could be so funny and such great guest. And Richard Lewis was always one of those guys, in particular with David Letterman. I knew him growing up um, as, like, a, a celebrity that would be at things like that. So, like, I didn't know what he actually did other than be funny at shows and, yeah. and events and tell Robin Hood men in tights. And then I was all in. Yeah. But Love he, that performance. He, he was Love good. He was a, a stand-up comic by trade and then, of course, was in the uh, uh, the Larry David show, you, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. Uh, but he was so good. I remember uh, to this day, I can remember a bit with Letterman, you know, in the chair. Uh, sitting there talking about all of his automobile problems. Uh, he bought a new car and how terrible it was. You know, and that was his thing, the Jewish sort of yeah. like... Yeah, what was uh, me? Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, he said, well, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it rhymes with Magwar. <laughs> 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 it's like, I'm going to be discreet yeah. in a way that it can only be identified yeah. uh, by car name. And he was just great. And, and he had the brief television series with Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't really recall watching a lot of that. That wasn't really my thing, those kind of sitcom things. But he was there on TV for a while. It seems like every comedian, and, and maybe still to this day, but it's certainly for about a 20-year stretch, got a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, you could go through the all of them. Ray Romano, Chris Rock, David Spade, Seinfeld, all of them. Uh, not everybody did Seinfeld money. I think he's probably in the penthouse of that uh, equation. Uh, they made big bucks. Uh, but yes, uh, 76 years old and very, 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 very funny guy. Did the neurosis thing. He, that kind of comedy, um, sometimes it gets dialed up too much where you're like, just relax. But he always just left enough nuance in there for you to, <laughs> to just kind of laugh at how ridiculous he was being. I found him to be like uh, not performance funny as much as I just thought that guy was probably hilarious to sit down and have dinner with. There are comics that are probably not like knock it out of the park in a Netflix special, but are probably the funniest guys yeah. in the room when you put eight or ten of them together over a dinner table. Yes. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah, and and his specials are fine. I mean, him his comedy was fine, but I mean, I bet he really shined when he's just freewheeling back and forth, the banter, quick on his feet, always self-deprecating to some degree. Hilarious. I, I really liked him. Uh, you know, the hypochondria, you, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, he played that to uh, to a hilt. And, uh, well, rest in peace, uh, Richard Lewis uh, passed away at the age Can of 76. Can you hear his voice? In, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another oh, yeah. part. His head. The <laughs> I hair. Have a mole. The, the hair, yes. <laughs> he was quite something yeah. else. I, you know, that Larry David show is such an interesting thing to me, uh, the phenomenon of that, because it's been on forever, but there's not as many seasons as it's been on. They went like six years or right. something in With between one season and the next. Uh, but it is a funny show. He, I, I mean, he created Seinfeld. I mean, you know, that's right. the guy who, along with Jerry Seinfeld, created that show. But that that show is so caustic and so um, it, it is just hysterically funny and how outrageous it is. And they just sort of added these characters to the, the solar system of the Larry David, and, and it works so well. Most of it's rooted in some sort of reality, you know, and Seinfeld being about Larry David and um, – I heard him on the radio not too long ago with Howard Stern talking about one night he went to uh, Saturday Night Live and what, when he was a writer there and one of his bits didn't make the show during rehearsal and he flipped out 
on um, Lauren Michaels. Just right. totally yelled at him, cussed him out, and then stormed out and said, I'm out of here forever. Go, you know, this yourself and all that. And then he went home and his friend, who ended up being the basis of Kramer, was like, you just go back to work. Just show back up. And he did on Monday and just sat down at the writing table after like nothing happened happened. it ended up being an episode of seinfeld but that's that comedy world and finding people that can re react like uh like these uh comedian uh, richard lewis that just kind of can play the reality is why that's so funny and successful it feels real even if it's way over the top yeah and he was a guy who uh Meaning, uh, Richard, uh, it, who wrote everything down on notepads, you know, and then cut up pieces of it and taped it together. Oh, to I didn't know that. Outline shows. I mean, like constantly writing. I mean, you get the feeling like you would go to an apartment or a house and just find thousands of notebooks. That's cool. Just blocking stuff together always. Yeah. yeah. Piecing cool. it together, cutting it up, you, you know, just like making your own puzzle as you go along. And he was always fearful that he would forget it, you know, so he, I mean, he would write it down wherever he was. I don't think I knew that. That's awesome. Uh, probably most of them, uh, old school used to be that way, uh, when, you know, it was that or a typewriter. Uh, and then of course, uh, the PC comes along and it doesn't have that same feel. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe for this generation, you know, the newest generation, it does. If that's what you've always done. I, I know, but that idea of putting pen to paper, I mean, you even have a phrase for it. I mean, you, you know, in, in a sort of an artistic way of, of like, you know, as it flows from your brain out through your fingers, through the ink onto the page. I mean, this is the whole lawsuit, you know, with uh, the Eagles over these lyrics, you know, notepads and notepads of Don Henley and Glenn Fry's collaboration. Yeah, I love seeing the the greats. I like seeing displays in museums and things where you can see the handwritten thoughts and musings, yep. doodles. Yep. All right. So yesterday, here, here's what I don't understand. If you're, I read a big sort of hit piece that the Drive to Survive was way off its viewership uh, from uh, last year. Yeah, I, I don't. It came out Friday, right? It's in the top ten on Netflix. I don't know what order. I just it has the little logo on it, you know, so you know it's in the top ten. And they're saying it's down twenty eight percent. I don't know. Uh, this isn't Netflix releasing this information. You know, it's the media reporting on the information. I don't know um, whether that's accurate or not. I mean, if you tell me they're down, you know, 28%, okay, whatever. Uh, it's still tens of millions of, of views. And and down from up, not down from down. Right. And, and sometimes Which that's matters. life, <laughs> right? The more choices you have, uh, you know, and we certainly have way more choices than we did six years ago, you know, when it first arrived. I don't know about all that. All I know is the media hype around F1 I, I will read maybe 20% that is of interest to me, and 80% of it is just gossip. Or like um, things that aren't worth writing an article about. Just like a little factoid that they could have, like, um, you know, uh, I'm going to make one up, but like this car is going to be green, or they tease it to where you say, you know, uh, they, they give some cryptic question. Then you, by the first or third paragraph, it goes, their car is green. And that's all you got out of it. It's like, why are you writing an article about that? Okay. So they say 23.2% of its viewers, uh, down at that 28% was wrong. 23.2. But I read first the story that Christian Horner had been cleared of any wrongdoing. And then now it is all about the stories about, well, where's the transparency? At what point is a company Ever in the history of companies with lawyers and legal and lawsuits obligated to give private information out about an employee dispute? I, you know, to the public, none. Um, maybe like, to, are you talking about Ford and their partnership? No, I'm talking about just the media. Oh, like saying, what we're owed to hear? Yes. I mean, the conclusion of the of the thing is probably enough for us. But it, it feels like to me that if you do the right thing, you hire outside legal counsel, there is an investigation. And that's all this was with an allegation from day one, right? Right. But we live in a world where that's enough, right, to then everybody weigh in or people backstabbing and doing all the maneuvers they can. And then when that outside uh, legal uh, aid comes to a conclusion that there's no merit to the charge – at what point, other than announcing that, do you owe private details about inner workings of your company, whether you're an F1 team or the newspaper? 
I think I think O is is very little. But what I do think it if we're just being reasonable, if we're if we're talking about common sense, I don't think there is any of that. No, I'm saying like if 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 we if we're going to look at this objectively and say what is really owed to us, I think on both parties, the the trust of the public as consumers and the business should show that their methodology, the way they approached this investigation, that I think they should show the ins and outs, the details or anything like that. That's not for us. But just showing here, you know, we use this third party. We checked it against this. They've we, done that. I am, That's why I'm saying so, like that has met the criteria that I think we're owed. A I, partner, I maybe a little more. First of all, don't know that I'm owed anything uh, about a company that's owned in, in Austria, uh, about an employee internal issue. If they did and checked all the boxes and did their thing, I'm not owed anything. Owed is not the right word. But for consumer, but I feel like that's the mentality now. It, well, uh, people like to know who they're conducting business with, who they're consuming, who they're buying, who they're giving money to, who. Okay. And so, uh, you know, if, if your if your business is clouded, that might give a consumer pause. Okay. If you clear that up and show me that you did the clearing up on the up and up, hey, I'm back in business. Okay. Do you do you think as large as Ford is? Hmm. They're huge. That they've never had an employee make an allegation against somebody in their company? For sure they have. Okay. I'm sure. And did they publicize it? Um, I, I mean, I'm not aware of anything like that. Of course not, because they're not going to. Because mm-hmm. the legal ramifications of, let's just say uh, that everybody who thinks they're owed this, you, you know, um, information, what would Red Bull be, what would it look like if they came out and said, all right, Here's this woman's name, and here's what she said, and here's exactly where she lied, and mm-hmm. they would be accused of trampling yes. on her. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call for that. But what? Then I guess I'm asking, what is it they're calling for? You had independent, outside legal firm conduct an investigation into the allegation, mm-hmm. right? Which we don't even know what the allegation is. And you know how this F1 stuff, this gossip goes. Yeah. 90% of it ends up being false. Right. I mean, around everything around mm-hmm. the sport. And that's probably no different in any other, the NBA or whatever. But I, I remember years ago, you, you know, and, and, and part of this, by the way, is the media's fault, Right. Because the media always wants to know the juicy details so they can get the clicks, right? Exactly right. Yet I know for a fact across the street, um, you know, there was a bunch of stuff. And they didn't self-report on their own. But they always want to know what everybody else is. Yeah. Not a single accounting of their own thing. I don't think a company is, is if you do things uh, for your board of directors, for the people that are running, you know, if you check the boxes and do the right thing, I don't think you're owed anything other than what the determination of the investigation was. Yeah, I now, Had there been, right, <clears throat> had it been found to be true, mm-hmm. I think that's a whole different story. But in respect to everyone, when anyone can say anything about anyone and doesn't make any of it true and you get dragged through the mud the last three weeks on speculation and gossip and people just inserting their own narrative into the story and you find out, well, none of that was true. What is it? I mean, are they supposed to celebrate and throw a parade and and throw the, the employee under the bus? No. No. It Not at all. And had this not come public. And how did it come public? Somebody had a reason that they wanted it out there. Right. And, and, and where was that? A Dutch newspaper. Yep. So don't know about all that, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that somebody else had an agenda all along the way with this outside of the person who was making the allegation. Right. And I think it's just good for business for, uh, you know, just to say, hey, not to just go, hey, we did our own looking. And we're clear. I, I think the idea of, of making it known that you did do an outside party, which they did. Up front, very beginning. Yeah. And and so then you have the trust and it's like, all right, I'll continue to drink Red Bull. I'll continue to buy the hoodie. I'll continue to watch the race. You know, and, and if you're the type of house that lets that nasty stuff happen and it was under your watch and it was systematic failure, and maybe I don't drink your, your drink anymore. That, that's up to every individual that's person. But mm-hmm. I, it's not their responsibility to give you, if a person was cleared of any wrongdoing, exactly right. they don't have to go to the public and prove that they didn't do anything no. wrong, that it's just been proven. Yeah, exactly right. Because it's almost like we, we say innocent until proven guilty, but we don't really mean that. 
Yeah, we're not willing to put the sword down collectively real quick. If you want to throw the mud, then we want in on, you know, and, and part of that are personnel issues and legal issues and privacy issues. I mean, they just, they aren't owed, or we aren't owed that. And they aren't, I don't believe, obligated. And in fact, it, you know, they kept hammering him, you know, like, we'll comment on this. He's like, I can't comment on this. Right. Yeah, Max said it's not even about me. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, well, I, you could read into that a number I, of ways, too. I know you could. And I'll give the benefit of the doubt because I don't know. Uh, all I know is this is a, a, a nasty sport of turn on each other, stab each other in the back. There's not a lot of loyalty anywhere uh, to anyone or anything. And, okay, live by the sword, die by the sword. Uh, everybody there's a big boy. They know it. I was personally happy to hear it. Yeah. I like Christian Horner. Uh, I, I think that, you know, if you have a house that has all of these kinds of problems, eventually that's the kind of stuff that gets out. I've not heard one peep of any of this, it, you know, in the couple of years that I've been heavily, heavily, heavily invested in consuming the product. Yeah, it doesn't seem systematic. But you or... got 2,500 employees. Yeah. A little surprised by Ford's action in this. I mean, being public. be one thing to just share your concern. It wasn't public. Oh, yeah, it was. It was a letter he wrote to Red Bull that got leaked. Okay, well, <laughs> it's public. Who do you no, think that doesn't leaked make it, it public. Who do you think leaked that letter? You think Red Bull did? So, um, I, I don't know. This is the game An that's IT played. Guy? No, this is the game that's played. I trust me. At this level, Ford wanted to look like they were the ones who were out in front saying, we demand that this be cleared up and that this be investigated, even though everyone has said, and then, well, it wasn't quick enough. You didn't do it quick enough. You didn't, and then if they'd done it quick, well, you didn't take enough time. There's no win in this. No. And I guarantee you Ford leaked that. Probably so. Yeah. I mean, they're the only ones that would benefit from that from a public perception point of view. And Wouldn't help Red Bull. To say that their new engine partner uh, was questioning, you know, why they were being silent on this. It doesn't do them any good at all. Uh, not organizationally, but an individual who's got a buddy that's a journalist or whatever. I mean, sometimes that stuff just... Okay, if you're sending a letter from CEO to CEO. I mean, I know people have access to stuff, but trust me on this. I, I would bet a paycheck Ford leaked that themselves. Yeah, probably so. I'm just saying it's not. Which is also backstabbing and very much, you know. Uh, and, and what's crazy about this whole kind of thing to me, not if there's something there, but but if it turns out at the end of the day there's not, all of this backstabbing and you don't give your employee the support of the benefit of the doubt until something's proven, it, it's a little lopsided wrong. I, I mean, it is like, okay, there's been no history of this at all, nothing at whatever. We, we've had a very successful company. All of a sudden, one person says something. You have to do what you have to do, which they did. He can't comment. He's got to spend hours answering questions to lawyers. Uh, and then everybody jumps on his bandwagon. And, and then the headlines of him being cleared were nowhere near the headlines of him being accused. Because right, there wasn't the big payoff. But I mean, oh, but it is as important. It's as important as the accusation. And I mean, in common sense and actuality, yes. But in terms of clicks, people want to hear the, the nasty okay, stuff. Well, that, that that is then that isn't journalism to me. That's that is a whole other thing. Right. Uh, but the guy who said to Congress, you know, where do I go to get my reputation back? You know, is a good question. Yeah. I mean, to Red Bull's credit, they let him keep doing his job. He's but there wasn't any reason. I, I mean, they, they had no grounds until this thing was over one way or another to not. We've seen time and time again. Terrence yeah. Shannon for the Illini, you know, set on the side. Those were criminal charges. Criminal. I, I mean, he was charged with rape. There was nothing remotely close to that here. Accusations, though. I mean, he, he, I mean, well, and that was just the first example. But we see people sideline pending further investigation uh, all the time. I, I, you can, we do. You, look, we can agree to disagree on this. It's How fine. How do we disagree about because that? That's just a fact. They, they did everything they were supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, I agree And it's not enough too. for the media. And you just said the media won't run the headline of him being cleared because it's not clickbaity no, they won't enough. Pump it. They run the okay. headline. Well, and then that, and that's why people have the opinion of the media that they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. We don't need to agree to disagree. I agree 100%. I'm just saying if 
if a person gets accused of doing something they didn't do, right, it's not the same as a person being accused of something that did the thing they were accused of. But we treat them the exact same in this country and in the world. It's not enough that they cleared him. Well, we need more. What, what, how, what, are you an investigator? I mean, is this your area of expertise? Why do you need more? Right. Because people operate under the stupid guys. If there's smoke, there's fire. Okay, well, that's so stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. All I'm saying is I'm happy the way it ended up. Me too. If there had been another way, then okay, that's would have been the right thing to do. But that's not the case. And then the media will not only give you the same pumped-up headlines about him being cleared, they'll demand more transparency. And if it happens in their organization, they keep it in-house the way the lawyers and everybody else has to do, but they expect completely different behavior from the people they cover. And that's the hypocrisy of all of it. And then all of the other politics, uh, there's no other way that Ford letter gets leaked if Ford doesn't leak it. 99.9. And I would question Ford, to be honest with you. Really? An unsubstantiated allegation that we are taking seriously and hired an outside firm, and you're coming into our world and you're going to threaten us? Go back to Honda. We just won three world championships in a row. That's not a great way to enter a partnership. A little rocky. We'll see what happens. Uh, I did finalize uh, or finish the end of, of season six last night. It's not as good this year. It's good. It's not as good. And it's not because of the 19 wins. Because there were 16 wins the year before, and the show was still exciting, right? And there's so little... Sergio uh, and Max uh, in this 10 episodes. I mean, they've got to wrap it up at the end and, and give him his world championship. And it was cool him doing the the, the donuts and the fireworks and, and everything in Dubai. But it, it just, it lacked, um, there was a little tag on the end of Gunther being let go, you know, but it was like, it was sort of like uh, it ended with a whimper, not a bang. And I kind of felt that throughout the the episodes, not the same sort of, when I say drama, it sounds like I'm now being hypocritical. I don't mean gossip drama. It's like they just, the, the tension, the stuff that they were very good at building or have been very good, it just seems a little, little off. And maybe that's because I know how much of the storyline they're leaving out. Probably so. Than I did last year. And so maybe it's just as good as it was. I'm just at a different level of, oh, well, you left all this stuff out. Like in Vegas, you know, they, they cover the signs hitting the, uh, it wasn't a manhole cover, a drain cover, and, and then a little bit of the press conference where Freddie was upset and mad about it. But they kind of, they glossed completely over it. They kicked all the fans out and wouldn't let anybody back in and all the, you know, they, they made it sort of like you wouldn't have known any of that watching it. Right. It was all just happy times. And then they, Really didn't, I don't think, give Lando and Oscar their due. And I, even at the end, in the last race, when, when your guy was going to, like, buffer for Sergio to make sure, I mean, he was going to take second place or third place in the race uh, to be able to beat Mercedes, right? I mean, they just, they didn't give you any of that, that great drama that was there. Yeah, I haven't gotten all the way to the end. Um, it felt like it was just sort of, a, here's a little tag. Mm. And there's Max. Who's he? We haven't seen him all year. Right. That's interesting. I'm liking it so far. I, I don't hate it. I, I, it's, it's not, I, I mean, you could have really good that isn't as good as the previous Great. season yeah. or the season before that. Sure. And I think the race between Ferrari and Mercedes was the excitement, right? I mean, at the end. And the race between McLaren and and uh, uh, Aston Martin, you, you know, that's that's the excitement level. And then who's down at the bottom racing for whatever? Uh, there wasn't a lot. Of, I, I don't think Zhou Guan Yu even had a, a cameo. And and probably a reason for that. Uh, Botas, they talked about his hair in this episode one, and then those two were just <laughs> nowhere to be seen. Logan Sargent, I don't know that he even had a line. Saw him standing on the stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. I, I wish they would if they have more footage and they. I mean, I don't know why they have to be stuck to the ten episode thing. I would have rather like them to flesh things out a little bit more, just knowing what some of the drama was, and I mean drama in a good way, uh, and do twelve shows. I'm down. 
I'd watch it year round. It's in your top ten. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether you're down twenty three percent or not. It was good. I just I thought it's been better in the past. And that may entirely be my own perspective and not the filmmakers at all. That's fair. Yeah. But it it uh it did have a little more time than I thought because I thought we were all the way through nine episodes, but we were only through eight. So they did squeeze in a little of it. But that I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to say. It felt like they just took some really great stories and squeezed them into just a little bit of time. And they took a long time. Like, I don't need to see, like, uh, how far are you in? Uh, well, I mean, I know all the stuff that happened in real life. So it's Yeah, but I'm saying you me. don't need to go out and watch Charles, like, uh, ice pick his way up a mountain. You, you know? I do. Okay, well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, just that kidding. kind of stuff over, like, telling me the end story yeah. on the track. Yep. And I get that they're trying to, you know, build up personalities and get them outside the thing. There felt That felt like there was a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, the goofy stuff around, you know, not having anything to do with what they do for a living. Yeah. Just me. Right. But it's still good. Yeah. I, I had a big allergy attack last night. The plan was. What to does finish. that mean? I can't keep my eyes open or sneeze nonstop. No. So I just. Miserable. Do you take anything for that? Yeah, I did. Okay. And, and so I put like a little towel over my head and, and it's, <laughs> the day's over. So I can't do anything. You're paralyzed. Yeah, I'm just like, I'll just lay here and wait till the morning. Well, finish it and, and maybe Monday or whatever, yeah. but revisit it. I, I, I'd like to have another perspective because I think it might just be. Yeah, I've be already my gone own. through watching it having watched the season. So I already know I've watched it both styles of, Hey, I've never watched a race. To, right. I've watched every race. So I, I, it just felt like a little disconnected storyline to storyline. I mean, and, and I've never, I've always felt there was a thread through all of it before that had a payoff at the end. And I yeah. felt like it was a little just disconnected. I will tell you the first thing I did get disconnected on is sometimes I know too much. So when they're talking, when Lewis goes in to talk to Toto, my brain is like, he's going to tell me he's going to Ferrari. And I'm like, wait, that That can't happen. That's a year from now. This is back when they're going to sign that other deal. Right. But like things like that, where it's like. And you would think that that would have been like at the end. Like how hard in post-production to put something. I mean, they just literally ended with like uh, Gunther, blah, blah, blah. And then just like across the screen, you know, Gunther's contract was not renewed. Does it? So next season, the first scene is going to be the black room chair. Yep. And then Gunther sitting down in a different shirt or something and starting the year off in whatever role, whatever he's doing. Maybe. I think that's what, because people want him. I, I would assume they would try to find a way. And if he's in the media, maybe he becomes you know part of that whole thing. I'd certainly rather hear his opinions than Danica Patrick. Yeah. She didn't have a whole lot. No. And, and I don't, it's not even a dislike thing. It, it just, it's, I, I thought Claire Williams was great. She was. She's just got a great dramatic voice and, and, and it's in her bones. I mean, you know, she just she grew up it. that family owned that uh, team for so long. I thought that was great. All right. So we've got a lot to get to here today. City Hall insider Paul Osborne will be joining us uh, here in just a little bit. Uh, Guy Ritchie is going to do a Ray Donovan spinoff, uh, for Paramount. I, cool. I can't even imagine, like, I loved Ray Donovan. I really like Guy Ritchie at his best. I, I've not watched The Gentleman yet, which is the series they created for Netflix based on kind of the movie, uh, a spinoff of that. I'm all for spinoffs. You can give me more of something I really liked that isn't around anymore. Yeah, like Liam Neeson in The Naked Gun coming in July July 25th. Really? He's doing the Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, on Paramount. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> He'll probably be really good at that. Yeah. How funny is the similarities on their two names? Leslie Nielsen, Liam Neeson. It's kind of weird. I, I had to think about <laughs> it, it for a minute. Weird. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a real thing happening. No kidding. More Frank Drebin or maybe he's junior. I, I haven't looked to see what it Does is. Does it matter? No, I love it. <laughs> uh, and then one thing I got, I got an email, uh, from HBO or from Max saying Aquaman 2 is available and I could be, I, I have zero interest. I mean, they're hyping it like the, the next thing has landed. And I don't, why is it that I just don't care? I don't either. Okay. It's just bad, isn't it? No, it's just not. It's fine. It, that's all it is. It's just fine. Well, when you spend 100 or $200 million on saying. a movie, can, is just fine, good enough? Like, here's what would happen. You put it on tonight, you sit down, you go, that's all right. 
and then you go on to your next I'm thing. I'm just trying to figure it out. I don't dislike the actor. Yeah, Jason uh, Momoa is all right. Yeah, he was. Graphics are fine. Great in, in Game of Thrones. Character's a little corny, but they make it work. It, it he, They put him in that Icelandic kind of environment. Yeah. So you, it's believable. It's just okay. It's just okay. <laughs> I just looked at it with no thank you. Uh, and there was a time I probably, or in any of these other universes, I would have been excited about. Yeah, you know. But I think uh, uh, the Marvels uh, dropped on Disney. I, I, I know that the Guardians of the Galaxy. I loved that first movie. Yeah, loved it. I'm just not what, uh, sure what happened, you know, and, and one's DC, one's Marvel, so two different studios, two different universes. Why I've kind of lost the, the excitement for those things. Because you've gotten a lot of them. Is that what it is, yeah, just too much? Yeah, somebody I read today said, for every good Star Wars project we get, we get two bad ones and at least one cancellation. That sounds about right. And it's like, man, there's such a good universe. If you do it right, oh, it's it's right there for you. You do it wrong, it's like, why are you doing this? Are you ruining this for us? I don't know. And it actually makes you mad. Because they just they want too much content, and they've just pushed too hard. But you would think, I mean, it's one thing doing a TV series, another thing doing a big blockbuster movie when that entire universe is falling apart. And now I'm supposed to get excited about a reboot of all of it? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they just canceled a Star Wars uh, video game by the first developers of Call of Duty that was probably a $100, $200 million budget video game. Just yanked it. Yep. Well, that's what they do now, I right, know. as a write-off uh, mm-hmm. at the end. So now not only do they waste the money, you don't even get a judge whether the product's any good nope. or not. Nope. Never see it in its in its form. Hollywood. All right. We'll do this. The marquee break, and then uh, when we get back here, we've got more in the news. I'll tell you a little bit about that Guy Ritchie thing. And the uh, IMA, the Illinois Manufacturers Association's Makers Madness Tournament is back. Yep. And you have a few days left to nominate the best thing made in Illinois. We really need to kind of think about that. We've been, you know, Decatur's been well represented in that over the last few years. And Won it. Caterpillar, right? That's right. Yeah. I think that was... I don't know. I'll go back and look. But, yeah, in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we make some really cool stuff here. And we need to make sure that uh, someone's on that list so that we can have something to root for. Uh, and you get a chance, uh, once they're nominated, to get in there and vote and do your part. We'll tell you all about it on the other side of the break. You know the tagline, the magic is in our beans. Hi, this is Congresswoman Mary Miller. Brad Holbrook is a founding member of the Freedom Caucus and was rated the most conservative member of the Illinois House. In the Republican primary on March 19th, please vote for Brad Holbrook because we need his voice fighting for our values in Springfield. Brad Holbrook is pro-Second Amendment, pro-life, and pro-family. He fought against Pritzker's illegal COVID mandates and unconstitutional gun bans. Please mark your calendar to vote on Tuesday, March 19th for Brad Halbrook. This is Republican Brad Halbrook. In a time when conservative values are under attack, I am proudly standing up for our rights and interests. I'm the most conservative member of the Illinois General Assembly, and I'm proud of it. A founding member of the Illinois Freedom Caucus, I am pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, and I am leading the fight against Prisker and Biden's inflationary spending and wide-open borders. If you want a fighter in Springfield, I ask that you vote for me, Brad Halbrook. Paid for by the citizens for Brad Halbrook. Milliken University is investing in Illinois students with the Big Blue Pledge Illinois Free Tuition Program. The Big Blue Pledge covers 100% of undergraduate tuition for qualifying Illinois residents. Milliken is committed to making a private education accessible and affordable for more students. And the free tuition program is just the start. Milliken's tuition promise provides a 36% reduced tuition rate for all full-time traditional undergraduate students. Learn more about both programs at milliken.edu slash tuition promise. It's happening now. Folks across the Midwest are rushing to save big money at Menards and get 11% off everything. Hmm, now that I think about it, my recording studio does need a bit of an upgrade. I better hurry up and finish this read. Hurry in to get started on those big projects and save big money with 11% off everything at Menards. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Honey, I'm heading out to Menards. Save big money at Menards. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Well, switch to Pure Talk today and you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Now, qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and, of course, mobile hotspot. 
Just dial pound 250, say the keyword Pure Talk. Claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving on wireless today and switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Hi, my name is Taylor Stevens, the Regional Community Liaison with Synergy Home Care. At Synergy, we hire caregivers to go in the homes to help people stay safe, in place, and independent by providing non-medical services. We believe that the best gift that you can give to someone is the gift of life. We're hosting a blood drive through Impact Life on Thursday, February 29th, from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at our South Shores location. For more information, call our office at 217-615-1826. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. been a crazy week weather-wise, I gotta tell you, but it is beautiful in downtown Decatur this morning as the sun is coming up earlier than it has, uh, this year. This is the, the brightest, earliest morning we've had on the calendar year. Oh yeah, no question about that. Yesterday I was picking up my recycling out of the yard. Today I just had to look at the frost on the top of my can for the regular trash. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's good that uh, we're back to where we were before after that weird blip and a, about a 60 degree drop in temperature and wind. Good Lord, the wind. Yeah, I think that wind delivered every pollen piece or any Probably sort of particulate did. right up my nostrils. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you're going through that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, by the way, the F1, just a quick uh, follow-up. If you're wanting to watch the race uh, this weekend, it's on Saturday, not Sunday. Yeah, and I got the email from ESPN um, about it. Hey, first race of the season, check it out on ESPN Plus or whatever. And I'm just going to stick with my app. I'm not going to waste my time with them. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, you know, it's not really them. They're just a conduit for the sky broadcast mm-hmm. of the, of the race. So you don't really, there's none of the ESPN like branding I in know. it at all. I just don't, uh, you know, know about how they do their programming and they sort of treat it like we don't really care about the end. If there's yeah. any sort of delays or any lengthy kind of, you and know, we joined the fourth round of the, uh, Mount Zion open in progress. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense for the partnerships that they have. And, and, and the crazy thing is, and, and this is something that they're going to have to work out with cable or whatever it might be. You know, you can't just switch coverage to something else if people are recording it because it's at weird odd hours. Exactly right. Yeah. The whole thing needs kind of reevaluated how they put markers in. They figured out how to do it for commercials and the things like that. Oh, well, of course they do. But but if you want consumers to sell those commercials too. That's right. <clears throat> so I, evidently uh, because of Ramadan is why it's on a Saturday and not on a Sunday. And I think uh, it's going to be the same thing at Jeddah. Uh, the second race of the season will be on Saturday as well. It's practice today, uh, Thursday, Friday, and then, yeah, well, actually practice maybe yesterday. No, today. I thought it was 29th through the 2nd, so I think it just gets going today. I didn't see any any news. Yeah, but for those that are looking for it on a Sunday, which would be the norm, uh, it'll be on Saturday, the first two races uh, of the year. Uh, all right. We have uh, – did I see Bronny James and, and uh, LeBron James in the news this week? Yeah. What, what happened there? A couple things. So LeBron's son – Somebody took him off a draft board yeah, or something. and moved him to the next year. Okay. Because they – so Bronny was, quote-unquote, sliding down draft boards, and they just said, hey, he's likely to go back to next year um, and one more year, and then he'll be in the, you know, next year's projections. And and LeBron is – keeps – all these people are taking it as, you know, this kid sucks and this, that, and the other. And he's like, can you just let him be a kid? Just let him enjoy it. Okay. That's what he's saying. Um, <laughs> the gist of it. Okay. Um, I, I feel like the LeBron James has put Bronny James out in the, I, I mean, that he has built him up to be like the superstar, uh, uh, now. No. I mean, he's just, he's just a guy averaging like six points at USC. Right. He hasn't talked endlessly about having him drafted and playing with him on a team and doing all, I mean, he's not been very public about this kid the whole time. They have asked him, like, do you, like, almost every single day, do you want to play with your kid? And he's, you know, he's like, that would be an awesome dream. Like, I I don't know why anybody would, it's, he's not, uh, the ball family where he's got him. No, I didn't, I didn't think that. Just let him be a a kid. Okay, but is he just a kid? 
I mean, he's LeBron's kid. Okay. He doesn't have, he could go right now and get a Nike deal for his kid. He, he doesn't already have one. He, they're not putting him in ads and putting him all over the place. He could be right there next to LeBron and some ads and things like they could absolutely explore. So he's that. not making NIL money at USC? Some. Okay. But I mean, it's not the exploitive type where he's everywhere, which we have seen. Sure. I, I don't care about any. I, I mean, I, I don't care if he is. I Good for him. Make as much money as you can. I just don't know how you can be that public and then kind of go, well, now we're private. I, I don't know. Hey, what's just, he going to do? Go to school in secrecy? No. I'm talking about LeBron being – he was mad because they took him off. I mean, he was – I've never heard him say, can I just let my kid be a kid? Yeah, that's like the main poll quote from the whole thing. Okay. I'm talking about before this happened with ESPN. Well, now they're being like really mean. Is ESPN being mean? I don't know who the source was, but I mean, it was throughout the major networks. Well, I thought it was an ESPN draft guy or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Okay. And, and it, he's not even really being mean. That's the thing. It's like, I don't think he's going to be in this draft. I think he'll be in that draft. Okay. Yeah. How is that different are, than any other college athlete? That's not. Okay. But people are going, people are inferring that he sucks so bad that he's not on the draft board anymore. Uh, I, my, the headline I saw that LeBron was chastising the media, not people who are harping on social media, that the media was to blame for this. They're making a story out of a guy moving his name on a, on a list. I mean, that, so it, it is the media and then people are doing what they do in general and comment on it, which you, Okay. Well, within your right to do. No, I, and I get that, but those are two very different things to me. I'm saying, did the guy at ESPN, and I don't even know who it is, I mean, did he do something mean, or did he just do like what the, Mel Kuyper's doing all this week about the NFL draft? It's Talk that. about college athletes. All right. So if you play at USC, I mean, it's a pretty high-profile program, right? Yeah, Los Angeles right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that they're treating him any different, I mean, as far as that they do, would do with any other draft speculation. I guess I'm I'm trying to figure out why LeBron was mad. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to just because he took the post him. down. I mean, I mean that's unlike him too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he put something up. Probably his dad. He's mad. It's his kid. I get it. Yeah, it says his exact quote: "Can y'all just please let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking, no matter what he decides to do. If you don't know, uh, he doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works. Earned, not given. Well, sounds like LeBron cares. Well, he's, they're being mean to his kid. What? Why wouldn't he care? Okay. He said, and to all the other kids out there striving to be great, just keep your head down. Blinders on and keep grinding. These mock drafts don't doesn't matter one bit. I promise you, only the work matters. Let's talk real basketball, people. Okay. I I don't follow mock drafts in any sport. I'm assuming there's a reason why they do all of them. I mean, I yeah. mean that it's hard to avoid right now yeah. with the combine, you know, this mm-hmm. weekend and all. I, I don't recall anybody accusing them of being mean to kids because they were predicting who was going to go where or what on a draft board. I mean, I just never have thought of that as being mean. I, I'm the one who used the word mean, but so I'm, but I'm, I was summarizing his feel of the f- unnecessary focus. And and them ass- assigning value to it, and and then the commentary that comes with it, and you don't hear typically how all the dads or moms or or guardians react to where their kid slots on a list or projected or poked and prodded and all of that. I'm sure many of them aren't happy about it. Okay, fair enough. I I just wonder if he had not been moved, <laughs> would LeBron feel the same way? I mean, the reality is he's shooting like 37 percent and averaging five points. This isn't. I don't know if the kid's any good or not. I, I mean, the, the reality of it is, probably a kid with his talent wouldn't have any recognition at all if he was not LeBron James's son. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the numbers don't always tell the whole story, like limited minutes, things like that. But you're right, and so he's got a focus different than most people have. Okay, thank you for helping clear that up. I just see the peripheral of this stuff. I it just he sounds like. Uh, LeBron, I like LeBron James. I it just feel like he loves the attention if it agrees with him. He hates the attention if it doesn't. Sometimes. I mean, no one, he's not going to fire off a tweet if his kid's predicted to be number one in the draft about just let the kid be a kid. You're not going to. Right. Pro- probably not. 
right. I just wanted to know if ESPN had done something mean. I, I just didn't see in the story that they were doing anything differently than they're doing, well, what they're doing with every is, other athlete. He's gone. Th- he went through it in a different way. He was the piece of meat that was supposed to be the number one pick, and the whole thing moved around him, and, and rightfully so. He's maybe the greatest player ever, certainly in the top two. His son is coming up a different way with different expectations, and he's a piece of meat in the system where people are literally just – Poking, prodding. Yeah. And he also said this week that he could start for the Grizzlies right now. Who, Bronny? Yeah, that LeBron said that about Bronny. Nice. So are you not injecting him into the conversation? <laughs> I mean, when you – literally. Yeah. I mean, this is kid. Not the Grizzlies, the Lakers. When they lost, he said that he, literally – uh, Bronny could play for us right now, easy. So you are inject. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like you don't. When you have the fame, it goes both ways. You, you know, you when you want to use him as a, a a point to prove about how disappointed you are in the Lakers, saying your son could start for the Lakers mm-hmm. right now, and then ESPN goes, we're not even sure where he's going to be on the draft. Now you're mad that he's being talked about in public. You just talked about it. He's public. pumping his kid up. I can't oh, get mad about. I'm not that. mad about it. I, he's mad. That's what I'm saying. You can't throw the kid into a. a <laughs> an interview with the press after a loss and say he could play for the Lakers right now. Mm-hmm. wonder what that was a response to. Their loss. No, I know, but I mean, like, did he just walk up and go, man, we're so bad, my kid could play? Or did they go, what do you think of Bronny? And he's like, well, I, I mean, the context sort of matters. It does, but you also, the answers you give to a reporter's questions are your answers. That's right. No matter what the question is. Seen plenty of athletes go no comment on things or, you know, or that would have been the time to go, Hey, let the kid be a kid. He's got nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. This is our loss. That's fair. That's a good perspective on that. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a break. Nick's got your three day forecast. City Hall insider Paul Osborne coming up a little bit later in the program. We will have some entrepreneurs from Milliken in here. That's always exciting. They are doing their uh, maker's market. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crafters, artists, uh, and uh, apparel, jewelry, soaps, candles, food, the whole nine yards. A couple of students will join us uh, in about two hours. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Here's Nick with your three-day forecast. Much better than the last couple of days. That's right. This one's a lot easier to read. Sunny, high of 48. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 31. For Friday, slight chance of rain and snow, mostly cloudy, high near 46. Saturday, sunny with a high of 62. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 23 degrees. Your WSOY time is 6.55. This look of your weather is brought to you by Shop on Main, downtown Decatur. Modern looks, old-fashioned pampering. Shop on Main is having a cash-only sale. Yes, you heard that right. All winter apparel is now half off, but reduces to 75% if you pay cash. No debit cards, no credit cards. Cash gets you 75% off. The sale ends on Leap Day, February 29th. Grab your cash and head to Shop on Main. Again, all winter apparel is 75% off when you pay cash. Shop on Main, 407 North Main, beautiful downtown Decatur. Cash saves you cash at Shop on Main. This is Tom Brinkotter with Brinkotter Realtors. It is truly an honor to carry on the legacy started by my father many years ago. Despite technology playing a big role in today's business landscape, we remain dedicated to the values of the past. Being a family business, our commitment has always been deeply personal. Our devotion lies with our clients, our responsibility within our community, every day earning your business one handshake at a time. Discover the difference at Brinkotter Realtors. Modern tech, timeless values. Visit us online or call to connect with one of our agents today. Get excited. The Little Theater on the Square presents My Way, a musical tribute to Frank Sinatra, March 1st through the 10th. One of the most popular reviews in music theater history. Audiences and critics alike have hailed its powerful music, superb arrangements, classy style, and easygoing comedy. My Way celebrates the mystique of one of music's most iconic singers. Tickets are available at thelittletheater.org or call 728-7375. Unforgettable entertainment. Little Theater, big talent. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. 
Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Tomorrow morning, we will have, uh, well, stories from our time as principal for a day uh, from Stephen Decatur Middle School. Uh, also, our DPS 61 Spotlight, our Brink Out, our Home Highlight. Angela will join us from the Y. Big action-packed show. City Hall Insider Paul Osborne coming up at the top of the hour. And a little later, Mark Tupper and Tupper on sports. Looking forward to that. Uh, we have a bunch to get to this week. It feels like we need an extra couple of days. Just been that kind of week. All right. We'll be back after the uh, top of the hour stories and news. You're listening to Buyers and Company. Don't go anywhere. We're everywhere you are. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. The Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity has launched $6 million in funding for the Illinois Returning Residents Clean Jobs Training Program. The program will deliver clean jobs, training, education, and support services in Department of Corrections facilities to individuals within 36 months of their release from prison. They'll get classroom instruction and hands-on learning opportunities and be connected with potential employers in the clean energy industry. The Decatur Park District will be hosting the Wiffleball Indoor Fieldhouse Frenzy from March 26 second through 24th at the disc the winning team gets $200 it's a double elimination bracket style tournament there's a limit of 16 teams with eight players per team first come first served the entry fee is $150 teams can be made of men and women 16 and older for more info or to register go to nowdecator.com and for more stories podcasts and videos you've been listening to the newhoff media podcast network for more visit newhoffmedia.com